0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasinocom No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply hey broadway said listeners brian here again uh, just wanted to invite you to listen to the next installment of lori stories again family friend we are putting it out as a solid through our feed uh hope you're enjoying it uh, so here's the latest installment of what lori seligman is up to in lori stories hi i'm lori seligman and these are lori's stories Joshua, you see how I started? I didn't even ask you if you were recording. I just went with you. I went with my guts. I'm a professional podcast. I, I just, I can't stop myself. I just got to speak. And now my, oh, sorry. And now my introductory song. When you're stuck inside and don't have to walk the flories, tune right in for Lori's stories, live from Brooklyn, produced by my adorable grandson, Joshua. I changed it up that time, Joshua. You got to keep things interesting and exciting any way we can in these times. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling kind of blue. You know, I, I miss my life, miss my friends. I still got my neighborhood ladies every night at 4.30 after dinner. We stand on the balconies and shout hello at each other. So I'm going to be grateful for that today. But I'm a gal with tons of friends all over the place. And Linda, Linda Berkowitz, she lives all All the way on Long Island. Back in the day, I would haul my little tush down to Atlantic Terminal, hop on the LUR, that's the L-I-R-R, the Long Island Railroad, and get on the train, Huntington Line, and chugga-chugga-choo-choo over to her house in Syosset. It used to be so simple. So that's why I'm telling this story about public transportation. God knows it's not going to be the same when this is all over. Nobody's ever going to get their little cabooses on a train again. Is that extreme? Who knows? Would you have thought it just a month ago when we were not having quarantine? No. Anything is possible. So this story sums up what riding the train was like before the corona. So back in 2015 BC, that's BC, before the corona, I was headed out to Dix Hills. My friend Marcy's son, Jonathan, his wife, Kristen, was having a baby. He's already been born. Like I said, this was a few years ago. I'm talking about Marcy's grandson. And yes, this is a story about public transportation, but a story needs context, backstory, tangents. I'm painting a visual picture, okay? Okay. As I was just about to say, Marcy invited me to the baby shower. Not something you'll find the Seligmans doing all the time, but I support all types of parties. This party was set to be a beautiful luncheon. I love a lunch party. I could take the 10.17am out of Atlantic Terminal. Lunch parties are great because you go, you celebrate, you're home at a reasonable hour. So anyway, I was taking the LIR out to Long Island, 10.17am from Atlantic Terminal to be exact. Linda, my best friend, was going to pick me up at the station and then we'd head to the party together. So, there I was, standing on the platform, minding my own business by telling a young man to lower his music. It was blaring out of his headphones. I didn't want to hear it, and I don't think anyone else wanted to hear it either. Are you familiar with the See Something, Say Something campaign? It was like that. But for the ears, not for the eyes. I heard something, I said something. This is kind of inconsequential to what happens next. I just want to share that I've always been an upstanding citizen, and I will continue to be so once I'm allowed back out outside so it's 1017 a.m. at the atlantic terminal and the 1017 train pulls into the station right on time a mini miracle, if I do say so myself. The door's open, and a man in front of me, older gentleman, steps on the platform and slips. Loses his balance and falls between the train and the platform, down onto the tracks. So the man, older gentleman, he's laying there on the tracks, but he's fine. A little shaken, to say the least, but no real injuries as far as I could tell. Then all of a sudden, my instinct kicks in. You know, that fight or flight and all that? I think to myself, by shouting, I have to alert the authorities, God! God forbid this train leaves the station, it would flatten this man, an older gentleman. Joshua, hold on one second, I just want to wrap myself a note. Find the book Flat Stanley for the kids. Boy, that book was fun. Now, normally in these situations, I think to myself, WWLD, what would Linda do? Linda's my best friend, we do everything together, she's the one that is going to pick me up from the station in this story, like two eggs in a diner breakfast special. So, like I said, normally I think WWLD, but this time, it was all me. I've seen every episode of ER, I could probably intubate a man if I needed to, but I knew that probably wasn't going to be called for here, because I watch ER. But I was prepared to do it if I needed to. So I call out, help, help, don't let the 10.17 a.m. move. There's a man, an older gentleman, on the tracks. And the station patrolman heard me, and he came running. He called to someone on his walkie. They got the man, the older gentleman, out from under the train. He had a little cut on his head and a scrape on his chin, so I was very relieved that was it. But in all this excitement and hullabaloo, I didn't even realize how much time had gone by. By the time we got on the train and it started moving it was nearly 10 53 a.m i thought oh boy i better tell linda what happened otherwise she's going to be waiting at the station for me she'll think i missed the train so i call her up i say linda you'll never guess what happened i was waiting on the platform for the 10:17 a.m train out of atlantic terminal and this man an older gentleman he oh isn't that funny you already know what happened i was about to get stuck in a story loop but i'm a story professional so i wouldn't get stuck in that loop Okay, so everything I just told to you, listeners, is what I told Linda. So, we made arrangements for me to take a cab from the train station to the party. I didn't want her to be late on account of me. Plus, between you and me, listeners, I knew I could really make an entrance into the party with a story like this. But, listeners, let's keep that between you and me. I don't want a reputation as someone who tries to upstage a party and steal attention. You know what, Joshua? Cut that last part. It really comes off as a little too braggy. That's not me. And that, dear listeners, is a story to help us remember what taking the train was like. So, one day soon, I hope to see all of you back out there riding those rails again. I should disclose that my brother-in-law, Bruce, does work for Amtrak, and none of the opinions heard here today were influenced by that. That's called full disclosure. It's good to be transparent. And what a good television program Transparent was. Get this. It was about a parent... That was trans. Transparent. How smart. You can stop recording now, Joshua. I'm going to go do a Google search for Judith Light. When you're stuck inside and don't have to walk the flories, tune right in for Lori's stories. Live from Brooklyn,